podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. It's the final episode of the Hamden Roars on the Plane series. The Euros kick off against the Czech Republic for Scotland in less than a month. It feels like this has just snuck up on us. The squad announcement is in less than two days. We've had months to prepare for it and yet it still feels like a surprise. The nerves are building, the excitement is building. I'm Andy Barge with Ben Ramage and Gordon Shiak as usual for the On The Plane pod. Guys, I'll come to you first. Gordon, it's starting to feel realer by the day. It is, you're right, absolutely. Um, I think one of those things that just makes it all the more real for me is that we're starting to see the big brand content start rolling out. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the little animated advert for BBC Sports coverage over the summer and you've got Scotland flags in it and you've got Scotland fans and Scotland players in it and just what an absolute buzz because, you know, we've all grown up from children right through to our adult lives, only ever seeing these sort of things for England fans and a bit of Wales, a bit of Ireland. So to see Scotland flags in that, yeah, that makes it real for me massively. Ben, what's the moment that's got you the most buzzing so far in the build-up? Yeah, this might be a weird one, but I watched the Jack Charlton documentary. I'm not sure if either of you have watched it. I would highly recommend it. It was fantastic. And he took Ireland to the World Cup, their first ever World Cup, and he got them to the quarterfinals. And it just started making me think, you know, what, what, what could actually happen at this tournament for Scotland? You know, it's not just, OK, yes, we've got there, but you just don't know what will happen now. Anything can happen. And that's got me really excited. I'm thinking, OK, we can actually go into this. If we can get through the group, you just don't know where it can take you. Yeah, well, we can discuss at the end or maybe we can do this on Wednesday after the squad has announced what will constitute a success for Scotland this summer. Um, are we happy to be there or do we want to really go and make a name for ourselves? We can uh, debate what the, the consensus is for that. And I have to say the moment I think that made it most real for me so far, it wasn't the the sticker album. Um, I, I've, I have to admit, I've never been a, a sticker guy. I'm just not one of the the crowd, I've not gone out my way not to do it. I just never have been roped in by it. The, but the thing that made it most real for me was when I bought the, the 442 with the, yeah. the Scotland interviews and the, the Scotland cover on it. That, that's when I thought, wow, because I've been buying major tournament previews for every single one. And to flick through the pages and see Scotland involved there and have our own souvenir issue was just absolutely mind-blowing, really. Amazing. It was. The quality of players as well that we're getting interviewed you know you look at Tierney and Robertson and McGinn you know these are superb players it's not like we're just going there for a jolly and we've got a very average squad these are top players that we've got now which again gives me hope those were those were three very very good interviews by the journalist Kenny Miller fantastic Um, but just these players they just we've spoken about this before but they speak differently I don't remember Scotland players speaking with this level of just confidence in their own abilities that you're right, Ben, that they are going to, they're going to, to compete this summer and they're absolutely, I think they've got targets in mind and yeah, I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do. Well, the, the protocol and the process for the on the plane series has been dividing the runners and riders into four categories on the plane for the certainties for the squad, departure lounge for those who are on the cusp or waiting for another player to get injured. By the phone for those that uh, need a bit more luck than that to get in, and then booking their holiday for those that simply would need a miracle. Now, we're jettisoning jettisoning that approach today, and we're bringing our own 26-man squads. No departure lounge, no by the phone, no booking a holiday. We are all picking our 26 who are on the plane. Uh, we've had no prior conversation about this. We just agreed the other day, right, let's get our 26-man squads together and bring them to the table on Monday. So we'll go chronological order. 
as normal. Um, let's start with you, Gordon. Goalkeepers. So goalkeepers, absolutely no surprises. Uh, Belgrade hero David Marshall is on the plane and likely will start the first game against the Czech Republic. Craig Gordon, a more than able deputy. If there was any question about David Marshall, Craig Gordon will absolutely step in. My third choice goalkeeper, I this is where I'm probably going to differ to where Steve Clark's going to go. I would fully expect to see John McLaughlin in the squad on Wednesday. I personally don't see the purpose behind that. I think that that position, you've got to give it to somebody who could be the who could have the gloves for years to come. I mean, Marshall and Craig Gordon are both in their late 30s. So I've given that to Liam Kelly. Benjamin? Yeah, I've got Marshall, Gordon and McLaughlin as well. I've actually swithered with this one a bit because I was going to take Kelly, but I think when you look at... My, my fear would be as if one of them was to get injured or if there was to be any sort of COVID situation. I've just got a nightmare feeling that if Marshall and Gordon with to be ruled out for whatever reason, the third keeper really has to be able to step in. And those are some pretty massive games to step into. And I, he's actually played more than I thought he had this season. He's played 14 times for Rangers. So I think he is actually up to speed. I think there's a question mark over whether he'd be up to speed or not, but I think he totally is. So I would take McLaughlin just for, for safety. Is that it? That's nothing against Kelly, though. That's just here and now. Yeah, no, no, because I've had Kelly pretty much by the by the phone the whole time, um, and I would like him to get the experience. But this is this is business time now, and for me, if anything was to happen to Marshall or Gordon, as you said, they're both older. Gordon's had his injury problems. I want the third keeper to be able to step in and be, you know, solid. I hope that this is the the most futile of discussions for on the plane because third choice goalkeepers rarely see the light of day at an international tournament. We would have to have a suspension and an injury or or worse really for either McLaughlin, Kelly or Xander Clark's the other one that's been knocked about. Uh, I have Marshall and Gordon in, no surprises. I've got Kelly in there as my third choice on the plane. Similar to you, Ben, um, because of the, my commentary stuff, I've we keep my stats across the season and when I was updating after the Rangers Levy game last week I thought well that, that is John McLaughlin's 14th game this season it feels like he's played three times but I forget that he played quite a lot quite a lot at the start of the season and I think uh, after Scotland qualified Gerard came out and said he would be mindful of the fact that McLaughlin would be playing for a place in the tournament and would give him games here and there and probably not as much as he would have expected McLaughlin um, but he's had a few and if he was called up or when, when he has called up, I think it will be a matter of when, not if. Uh, I've not really got any qualms with it. I've got Kelly in there because he's been playing every week. That's really it. Yep. And and Kelly just signed a permanent deal at Motherwell as well. So you'll, you'll have that consistency going into next season as well. Okay, great. Right, let's move on to the centre-backs. Six of them are on the plane for me, Ben. Let's go to you first on this one. Who do you have at the heart of the defence yeah, I've gone for six as well. And as we were discussing beforehand, I think there's actually, with the squads going up in size, it's actually made it a lot more simple to pick. I think before there was real question marks over sort of fourth and fifth places in each position, but that extra, that 26-man squad just gives you a little bit more breathing space. So I've got Hanley, Hendry, Gallagher, Tierney, McKenna and Cooper. It's my six. Okay, Gordon, you are nodding your head. Yep, that's identical. Identical to what I've got. I would, I've, I've, I've split them into sort of almost first choice and then backup for each position. So my first choices in the positions would be Tierney, Hanley, and Hendry, and Cooper, Gallagher, McKenna, McKenna behind. So yep, same six. No surprises here then. Same six for me. There, uh, there's nobody really that is missing out here because of injury. There, I saw uh, John Sutter's name getting thrown about on Twitter today, but he's just come back from a long, long-term injury, hasn't he, John Sutter? And he's not been involved in any Steve Clark squads as far as I can remember. Um, yeah, the other and Hearts one, haven't played for a while now. Yeah, and the other ones that uh, I suppose would be in contention before him probably would be Andy Considine and Ryan Porteous. And I simply feel that the other six we've mentioned are better than them. 
uh, and yep. more deserving of a place in the squad. I'm in agreement with you as well, Gordon. The the first choice centre halves for me would be Tierney on the left, Hanley in the middle, and on the right, Jack Henry, provided Scott McTominay is playing in midfield, which I think he yep. will be included as on the squad sheet. Ben, if you had to pick three first choice centre halves from your six on the plane, are you like minded? Yeah, it's going to be very boring, but I think we're all very like-minded on this one. Um, and as we say, I just think with the num- with the numbers that we can take, there's a few that you'd maybe be choosing between, say, McKenna and Cooper. But we've actually have the luxury of taking that extra extra defender now. So, and obviously we're playing three at the back. If someone gets injured and subs, whatever, you know, we're going to need to use them all probably. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Feel a bit sorry for Considine because he did so well when he came in. Porteous, as you mentioned, he's he's made too many mistakes. I totally get that he's a really good prospect, yep. but you've seen it's some of the mistakes he's made recently. You know, I, I don't want I, he isn't ready for me to play a major tournament. Kevin Wilson has been in the mentions on Twitter suggesting that Jason Kerr could be ready to step in if Clark makes a surprise omission. I feel that we will come to see Jason Kerr in a Scotland shirt at some point, just not now. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think the other, the the six that we have, I would say are more experienced. They've all got international experience as well. I think it's the, the stakes are too high to be bringing someone in like that. I don't, I don't think he would get anywhere near the, the pitch, to be honest. Gordon? Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Um, although there's still a couple of names in my sheet that I may argue the opposite way. So we'll see. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, well, let's go on to the, the fullbacks then. Two left-sided ones and two right-sided ones for me. There is a name on my plane that is much but on, the, on a lot of lips around Scotland. Uh, it's Nathan Patterson in my squad. Um, not as a starting right back, but as the deputy to Stephen O'Donnell, Liam Palmer, uh, I think has been fine for Scotland and played well when called upon. I think that Nathan Patterson this time next year could well be Scotland's first choice right back. And I think that he is more than good enough to step in despite the, was it 12 games maybe he's played for Rangers? Let me see here. Number 16, uh, 14 games, eight starts he's played for Rangers this season. Um, but I think he's got so much to his game that he would be able to step in unfazed and perform. Yeah, I think the argument for me around Nathan Patterson, and I, I also have him on my plane as well, is that you have to look at this at this competition this summer uh, in the context of, like you said, the next 12, 18 months for Scotland. And I mean, this is an opportunity that is probably unique, but it certainly is unique for any Scotland manager since 1998. You know, the opportunity to take a squad of players away for a whole month, to live together, to train together, to work together, to bond together every day. And if you've got a guy like Nathan Patterson, who we all hope he is going to be a great future for the Scotland team in a position that we probably do need a real person just to nail down that jersey for the next several years, you know, what an opportunity to bring him in now, get him bedded in. Like you said, he's going to be the backup to Stephen O'Donnell. Stephen O'Donnell will rightly play at this Euros. He has deserved that completely. But then when it comes to World Cup qualifying later in the year, if you've already had a month's worth of Nathan Patterson training in the team, he's ready to go from September. Um, and of course, you also have to bear in mind that against the Faroe Islands, it was Ryan Fraser who played right wing back as well. So I think that gives you just that extra little bit of security for taking Nathan Patterson in the squad. Um, so he's in mine. And on the left-hand side, I've got Andy Robertson and Greg Taylor. Yes, Greg Taylor is also on my plane behind Captain Andy Robertson, of course, he's in there. Ben, who are your fullbacks? So I've actually only got three. I've got Robertson, O'Donnell and Patterson. So as totally agree with you, I think Patterson, he hasn't played, he hasn't played all season, but he's played, I think, at least in two old firms. He's played in big Europa League games and he's more than held his own. He's actually been one of the best players on the pitch. So if that doesn't say that he's up to the task, then I don't know what does really. Um, as you say, O'Donnell will start, sensible, solid option. Patterson, if we're chasing a game, then what a better option to bring on. You know, he used to play at right wing, so he is used to attacking. So if we need to, if we're chasing 
we're chasing a deficit. I think he's a brilliant option to bring on at right wing back. Um, and I only went for three because I think Tierney could, if I think Robertson is going to play every minute of every game. But if Robertson was, was to get injured, Tierney could easily slot into left wing back. We talked a lot about whether that would actually be his best position. But I think Tierney can more than cover that that position as well. So have you made that decision, dropping Greg Taylor with creating a space further up the field in mind? Um, in the squad, I mean, um, an extra body attacking player. Not intentionally. I just, I don't think Greg Taylor would play, to be honest. I just think have Roberts, Robertson as captain is going to play every minute. The only time he would get taken off is if he was injured. So, and if he was injured before a game, you just put Tierney a left wing back, a, a superb wing back. So I just don't think that Taylor's going to get any game time. Gordon, would you be happy shifting Tierney out from left centre half to left wing back and then bringing in McKenna or Cooper? I, th- I, I, I certainly would because, you know, the, the replacements that you're talking about there are very, very experienced players. I mean, you know, Liam Cooper, Leeds captain, Scott McKenna, younger, but had an all, an all right season down at Forest. Um, but I do I do feel like Steve Clark really likes having Kieran Tierney where he is, at the left side of centre-back. And Mikel Arteta seems, seems to like it as well. So I'm, I'm not actually convinced that, that Clark would make that call to move Tierney to the left. Um, although one, one final point on Nathan Patterson before we move on, we do obviously have two friendlies before the tournament as well. So, I mean, what better time to give a guy like Nathan Patterson a Scotland debut than potentially against Luxembourg in the friendly? Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, there's another shout on Twitter, this one from Glenn Schroeder, um, saying that Sean Rooney should be the second choice right back. Has the Sean Rooney hype train passed through the station? I haven't picked him in my squad, to be fair, but I have been so impressed with St. Johnson, especially towards the end of this season. So I can totally understand the calls. I just think it's too close to a major tournament. Like, I know we've got those two friendlies, as Gordon says, but for me, this is about the boys that have already got caps, that are, you know, pushing 10, 20 caps. I don't think this is the time to bring in guys that haven't played at international level yet. Except Nathan Patterson. Ah, yeah, but he's, I would say he's a slightly different, (laughs) I'd say he's a slightly different level up. I think if you're playing for an unbeaten Rangers side and you played in the Europa League, you played in the old firm games, that's a different kind of pressure, I would say. The the only differences we have so far between the three of us from keepers, centre-backs and full-backs are Kelly McLaughlin and Greg Taylor, uh, as in myself and Gordon's squad, but not in Ben's. Um, and yep. no replacement left back uh, directly anyway for Ben let's move into midfield names everywhere now we know yeah. that Ryan Jack is injured Kenny McLean how sad was that injured injury on the final day of the season gutted for him absolutely gutted um, so he's one of three injuries that for, from, for players that would, would have been in the squad Ryan Jack Kenny McLean and Ollie McBurney will come to the strikers after this of course um, so midfielders, no Ryan Jack, no Kenny McLean. That opens up a couple of spots. Things have changed, guys, since we did the last on the plane. There's one person that has started to play football at a very high level again after a, an extended period uh, on the bench or not even in a 25-man squad. Um, that's Billy Gilmore. And I think he's the main talking point for the central midfielders because I'm sure a lot of the names that we'll have here will be similar Billy Gilmore is on my plane. Is he on yours? Absolutely. What's what, what's hilarious about this is that literally in February, we were all in agreement. He's not going. He didn't go out on loan in January. Tuchel came in. He's not getting game time. He's not going to the Euros. And we're, okay, we're all okay with that. But I feel like there's that line from Brokeback Mountain that's just coming to my mind, you know, where he says, I don't know how to quit you. And that's exactly how I feel right now about Billy Gilmore, because he's on my <laughs> plane as well. <laughs> last, we, when, when did we last do an on the plane? Was it at the end of April, maybe the start of May? It was no more than end of April, yeah. Ago, was it? Yeah. Billy Gilmore was, was booking a holiday on my sheet. Yeah. He, he, yeah well, I hope, I hope he kept the receipt. Yeah. I hope he's at all protected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he's, he's been given 
the call-up uh, for the Barge Euro squad. I don't think that we can ignore the performances he's put in, but also the injuries that have opened the door for him. I think if Ryan Jack and Kenny McLean are, are fit, I'm still not sure right, uh, that Billy Gilmore would, would have made it in or will make it in. Um, but I think that given that none of the midfield injuries we've had are to particularly attacking midfielders like Armstrong or Christie or McGinn, and, and they're to ones that probably would sit a bit deeper, and that just helps his case even more. So he's on the plane for all three of us, yes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As as we spoke about, I think when we started this pod, you know, we had our idea of who was in the squad, but there was always going to be injuries. There was always going to be somewhere that opened up. And as you've just alluded to, Gilmore is the one that's going to benefit from that. Because if Jack was fit, if McLean was fit, he likely, well, he'd be close, but I'm not sure he would be going. But this has just opened up. He's come back into the Chelsea team at the right time. And he has been fantastic. You know, you can see why the Chelsea fans rave about him after every game. And we can't turn our nose up at a youngster with that sort of quality and that sort of ability in such at such a high level. So I'm delighted for him and I, I'm I'm really confident that he is going to be going. He could quite conceivably play in a Champions League final and when a week on Saturday, I think it is, yep. against yeah. uh, Man City and not go to the Euros. But I'm fairly certain that he'll be in the squad. And he's on my plane, he's on your plane, Gordon, and he's on your plane, Ben, as well. And I actually don't think that the the extra space... I don't think he's taking up one of the extra spaces. I think if, if it was still a 23-man squad and McLean and Jack were injured, I think he would be in a 23, regardless of the really? squad increase, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not so sure about that. I, I, I think there has been an aligning of the stars when it comes to adding three extra players and then the injuries that we've spoken about in midfield that have massively opened the door. And exactly what I said about Nathan Patterson, Billy Gilmore is the exact kind of guy that, the opportunity to have him in the Scotland squad for a month. I mean, usually, how many times have we heard international managers? You've spoken to plenty of international managers, Andy, for the podcast, who say that you just don't get that amount of time on the training ground with your players to bed in what you want to do. So this unique opportunity that we've got this summer, invest it, invest that time in somebody like Billy Gilmore. And let's let's see where he can take us in future. He's only 19 years old. So, yeah, he's he's on my plane Um Look, so I'll just run through very quickly my midfield options. I've actually t- I've actually taken eight midfielders. Um, maybe you might want to list one or two as forwards. So my starters would be McGinn, McTominay, and McGregor. Behind him, I've got Christie, I've got Armstrong, I've got Fleck, I've got David Turnbull. He's in my squad as well, and Billy Gilmore. Okay, uh, I've got one difference to you. Uh, I'm a, I'm in agreement with your starters. I think I would probably start McTominay, McGregor and McGinn. I could be swayed to play Gilmore over McGregor, uh, but I think that, I think that McGregor has uh, his performance in Serbia is probably in this place there, but despite a relatively poor season by his standards. Uh, Armstrong, Christie are there as well for me. They're on my plane. So is David Turnbull, Gilmore, as we've mentioned. Uh, I don't have John Fleck. I've included Gold. On the plane, wow. Ryan Gold is Ooh. on the plane. Andy Barge's banter bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you I, bowed to the peer pressure. Uh, is it peer pressure? I, I, I'm, I'm someone that likes to watch football with my eyes and not through stats, right? And if you look at Gold's numbers, of course, they're excellent. And I think that it's at the stage even for someone like me who kind of judges on what I see rather than um, what I read, I think it's even at the stage now where it's hard to ignore really what Gold's doing over there for a poor team. Uh, and I think that if he was to get a move or when he gets a move this summer because he's out of contract. Yeah, he's a free agent. Yeah, I think the the guys that are championing him on Twitter almost on a daily basis will just have more fuel to their fire uh, and a louder megaphone to shout through. And I really think that next season could be Gold's moment. I did think about Fleck because, as we said, the injuries have been to McLean and Jack, and therefore we're probably a bit later in the, the sitting midfield area. But I think that, that Gold is someone that, and I wouldn't start him, but I think he's someone that you could bring on him or Turnbull uh, and, and change a game. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to draw maybe a ridiculous comparison here, right? Um, but when I was working at Kilmarnock in the United earlier this season, uh, only a, maybe a month or so ago, the one where Lafferty scored a hat-trick, uh, United were 3-0 down and they brought on a young boy called Archie Meekinson, 18. He scored against Motherwell at the weekend, actually, and he was frighteningly good. I cannot wait to see where this boy goes. His awareness, his touch, um, the way that he kind of glided across the pitch, very graceful, light on his feet, um, just a joy to watch. Uh, and I think that we could utilise Gold or uh, Turnbull in that fashion, someone that can come on and change the pattern of a game for us. I'm not saying directly that they're both exactly the same type of player as, as Meekinson. I've only seen him play twice. Um, but I think that you could utilise those two to come on uh, if Christie's not playing so well, if McGinn's not playing so well, uh, and then see how they can change the tide of the game. Um, I don't think that Fleck would add that much to the squad, no. Fair enough. I think, since I'll go through my, some moments, I've got McGinn, McTominay, McGregor. I think we're all kind of agreement that that's the, the starting three. And then I've got Armstrong, Christie, Gilmore, and I've got Fleck. And mainly for the reasons that you were alluding to there, I think we need someone that can be a bit more solid. I think we've already got a lot of attacking options. And I think... I have obviously been impressed with Gould from what I've seen on clips. I can't say that I've seen a lot of full 90 minutes of him, but when you look at the stats and the man of the matches, it's hard to argue against him. And it would be interesting, obviously, to see where he finishes, where he where he ends up moving. I think if he moves to a Porto or back to Sporting Lisbon, say, does that then make him more selectable? Does, does that make a big difference? I'm not sure. I, I, I think a lot more people would then be calling for him. Um, playing Champions League football, I think that well, provided he was getting a game, he would be playing Champions League football, I think that yeah. warrants yeah. That elevates him to a total another level. So whether whether the club he's at at the moment is going to work against him, I'm not sure. Um, I haven't got him on mine. Do you, do you have Turnbull? No, I don't have Turnbull. Wow. What's a big call? PFA Young Player of the Year. So ben, and I love him. How many how many names do you have in your midfield? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so no Turnbull, no Gold, but you've got Fleck in. Okay, and then the rest of us have the same, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I yeah. I mean, honestly, Turnbull, I have raved about him for years. So if there was I mean, one that I was, you've turned your back on him. Honestly, at the pivotal moment, I've actually got it written down. I've got Turnbull slash Fleck. I've had to pick one. I've got Fleck safe choice. Turnbull has more magic. That's literally what I've got written down. Sexy choice, though. Oh, exactly. So I think Clark will go Fleck. And (laughs) I am going to go Fleck just for solidity. But if Turnbull went, I'd be delighted. Yeah, um, I think we've, we've mentioned this on past podcasts. For me, Fleck has been by the phone since the start. I, I don't think he's done enough to justify a call-up um, to, to the Euros for Scotland. Um, okay, let's move on to the attackers. By my reckoning, Ben, you, you might be different. Gordon, me and you should have space for five. Yep. Okay, Ben, you must have six or seven there. I've got six, and then I've got a utility man. Who... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you can play a number of positions, which is what I've always wanted to have in a in a squad. Okay, right. Well, I'll I'll throw my attackers on the table first of all. Shea Adams, Lyndon Dykes, Ryan Fraser. I think they are three that are set in stone. Yep. Um, yeah. I have included against uh, a quite hypocrite warning. That uh, <laughs> given what I've said about him in the past, Forrest is in for me. I've got Forrest on my plane. Um, I don't think he has performed well for Scotland. Um, so it kind of flies in the face of what I was saying about Fleck, but he's got that quality, I suppose, that could win you a game if he turns up. Uh, and I have left out Lee Griffiths in favour of Kevin Nisbet. Nisbet's on the plane for me. So my attackers are Adams, Dykes, Fraser, Nisbet, Forrest. 
And that's exactly yeah. the same lineup that I've got. Um, similar thinking behind that. I think Dykes and Adams are absolutely locked in. Fraser looks like he's fit again. He's locked in. Um, it was always going to be Nisbet or Shankland for me. And I think Nisbet's form has taken him to that position. And I- I've listed James Forrest as getting one of my three bonus positions because I think he's got... He's got the credibility in the bank in terms of he does have a lot of caps for Scotland. He knows what it's about and he can play wide. He gives us more natural width if we yeah, do need to change chance. the game. Yeah, if, if, if we do need to change the shape to a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3, you can have Forrest one side, Fraser the other, um, which I think, we, I think we've lacked when we haven't had Forrest in the squad in recent, recent camps. So, yep, same five. Ben, is Griffiths unlucky or lucky? I, so I've got the exact same five as you, but then Griffiths is in as well. So, And we, we've talked about Griffiths a lot. I, I do think he has the star quality. And again, it might just be one training session before a game that Clark thinks, right, he's absolutely on it. And I don't believe that Griffiths, if he was picked, would not work his ass off to get fit for this tournament. You know, if, if he has that carrot in front of him, why would you not try and get fit? And we know that these, these players in fourth and fifth choice they're not going to start. At the most, they're maybe going to get 10, 20, 30 minutes. So he can, it's not going to take a lot to get fit enough to play the last 20 minutes of a game. So for me, Griffiths has that little bit of spark. He has that bit that might just get us a finish that we need. So I've got Griffiths and I've got Nisbet as well, who I have been mightily impressed with over the last few months. He's had a good season. It's really hard to argue against him going now. I, th- I think that Griffiths uh, clearly is just a natural born finisher and if the ball is going to fall to someone in the box probably you want it to be Griffiths my worry is that he won't be in those positions to be there to finish it off Matt Sharpness is not there Um, let me just Nisbet has scored 18 goals in 36 starts so a goal every two starts for Hibs this season Griffiths has scored seven goals and nine starts. So that is a really good return, but most of his goals have come off the bench. So he's, he's played 25 times for Celtic this season, seven goals. That's not a bad return. But I think that Nisbet is going to be coming into this tournament if he's picked, absolutely flying with confidence. Uh, and, for example, the goal that Griffith scored against Slovenia in the 2-2 game, I would I would probably back Nisbet to to be able to stick that away with the way that he's been playing. At the time, I thought there was nobody else in the Scotland team that would just clinically stick that into the back of the net. Uh, whereas now I think that Nisbet's playing at a level where, where he's capable of that at the start of the season. I didn't see too much when people were clamouring for him to be involved in the, the playoff. He was kind of scoring simple goals against Ackies and, and St Mirren and Livy and the kind of lesser teams, but he stepped up now. He's been scoring against Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen and really impressive goals. And I think that I would rather have Nisbet running on to a through ball or a cutback at the moment than than Lee Griffiths, which is probably head over heart and unlike me because I have been a big fan of Lee Griffiths for a long time. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going with Nisbet on this occasion. Yeah, I, and to be fair, pro- probably Shea Adams as well. I mean, Shea Adams, the more I see of him, and I've also been watching him a lot more closely since he declare for Scotland. Technically, he is a phenomenally good footballer. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the goal that he scored against Fulham at the weekend. But I mean, it's the sort of cross in from the right, I think, from the corner. It comes to him. He must see it very, very late. And it's dropping to him on the edge of the six-yard box. And he somehow manages to just shape his body to hit it on the volley and smash it home. I mean, how many times you've seen a player have the ball pop up in front of him and it just bounces off him or it just doesn't quite get his body set. But he's there, he's in the position. He technically executes it perfectly gets the goal so yeah I, I, Shea Adams is leading, leading the line for me more than happy with that and yeah you're right if Nisbet's coming on I'm backing him for a goal as well Franklin didn't enter the conversation for me this time Gordon no not for me not for me either uh, as I said I, th- I think with Dykes Adams and Fraser locked in up front it was always probably going to come down to one of Nisbet or Shanklin and I think as we've discussed I think Nisbet just has gone head and shoulders above this season a couple of names that were dropped in the Twitter mentions as well by Damo McLaughlin. One of them a bit of a forgotten man. One of them, I think, will be involved again in the not-too-distant future. 
Matt Phillips and Lewis Morgan. For me, neither are on the plane. Um, Matt Phillips is playing Premier League football. Um, why is he not part of the conversation more consistently? There's been times, I think, this season, maybe for uh, most of the on the plane episodes that have not even had his name written down. Yeah, I think Matt Phillips for me is one of those guys who he's always, you've always almost imagined him playing in a number of different positions, but he's never made any of those positions his own. You know, I think he's played wide for Scotland. He's played up front for Scotland. I think he scored in a friendly against Hungary, I think, when he played up front on his own. I think you you can understand why he got a run of caps because we did have very few options for players playing up front, but in the last nine months, you know, we've had Dykes, we've had Adams join the squad. I just don't know that there's much of a a real place for a guy like Matt Phillips anymore. Um, Lewis Morgan, on the other hand, I mean, considering Johnny Russell has played a fair amount for Scotland from playing over in America, I mean, the, the MLS is a very high quality league and Lewis Morgan seems to be having a very good time over there. You know, they've just started their season. I think that's his second season over there. Um, playing with Gonzalo Higuain over there. I mean, it's... Maybe as well, yeah, so we'll keep an eye out for him. Again, you know, we probably the same argument as what we discussed before when we were talking about Johnny Russell. I mean, being unlucky with COVID and not being able to travel, um, that's probably held Lewis Morgan back. But, you know, he could certainly come back once once the world get, gets back to normal. Yeah, I think Morgan was the MVP in their first season, which is the most American-sounding thing ever, the uh, MVP. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think he set up Higuain's goal in their opening game. He always pops up on my St Mirren feeds, former St Mirren winger, um, and you know, a, a brilliant technical player. Um, but as you say, he's maybe just missed out on the opportunities given given the uh, the COVID situation at the moment. Yeah, there's another striker that I feel could be involved, and I'm not sure in place of who, Callum Patterson. I think that Patterson could sneak in. Um, I was going to say, is he not in your squad, Ben? Who's your utility man, your mystery utility he, man? You have stumbled upon my utility man. Ah. That wasn't even planned. <laughs> but yeah, Callum Patterson. I've got him in my squad. 50 games for Sheffield Wednesday this season. Nine goals. He's got 17 caps for Scotland already. Solid utility player. That's what I've got written down. And I think as well. I think I think as well. The the thing with Callum Patterson is that you have to remember this squad's going to be away from month together. You know, day after day in a hotel. I mean, you know, we've heard England players complain about how boring it can be sometimes. Well, now with restrictions and COVID, it's probably going to be even worse. You're going to need players in that squad that can keep people entertained. I mean, we don't have Robert Snodgrass in the squad anymore, but Callum Patterson's always given me the kind of impression that he is the kind of guy you want in a dressing room just to keep the keep the spirits light. I think if, if Patterson if brings Dykes, the last, if Dykes was to get injured, we lose that player, that type of player. Patterson can then take on that mantle of being the target man and trying to keep the attention yeah. of a few centre halves at once. I, I certainly the don't battering ram start a game, yeah. But I, I have a sneaky feeling that he will make it in at the expense of a midfielder. To be honest, um, and I, I'm not see Andy. For that exact reason, that was exactly why I've got him as the utility man, is because if Dykes gets injured, who is the target striker out of those that are that are also listed? I mean, Nisbet is brilliant, but I'm not sure he has that sort of strong frame to, to play up to. And for me, none of the other strikers do. So for me, Patterson gives you that option. And he's been in so many Scotland squads, you know, managers rate him. I, I really do think, I think, they, I think he'll be in the squad. Well, Stop. shall we shall we have a run through then? I've written down what I think Steve Clark's projected squad will be. Um, what we, in fact, no. Before we do that, everyone run through their their own twenty six man squad. Okay, from back to front. Gordon, you can you can go first. Just twenty six players. Yep, twenty six players. Okay, so Marshall, Gordon, Kelly. Uh, Tierney, Hanley, Hendry, Cooper, Gallagher, McKenna, uh, Robertson, Taylor, O'Donnell, Nathan Patterson, uh, McGinn, McTominay, McGregor, Turnbull, Armstrong, Christie, Fleck and Gilmore, and Dykes, Adams, Fraser, Nisbet and Forrest are my 26. Okay, I'll go up next. Mine is Marshall, Gordon, Kelly, Tierney, 
Hanley, Hendry, Gallagher, Cooper, McKenna, Robertson, Taylor, O'Donnell, Patterson, McTominay, McGregor, McGinn, Armstrong, Christie, Gilmore, Turnbull, Gold, Adams, Dykes, Fraser, Nisbet, Forrest. Ben? This is a lot of the same names, just <laughs> yeah. in a slightly different order. <laughs> We've got Marshall, Gordon, McLaughlin, Hanley, Hendry, Gallagher, Tierney, McKenna, Cooper, Robertson, O'Donnell, Patterson, McGinn, McTominay, McGregor, Armstrong, Christie, Gilmore, Fleck, Fraser, Dykes, Adams, Nisbet, Forrest, Griffiths, Patterson. Okay, well, Patterson just on his own, really, not listed as a striker, midfielder, or a fullback. <laughs> just He's in every bit. Utility. You need, you need a wing back, Patterson will be there. You need a striker, Patterson will be there. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at the projected 11. Gordon, you've got one written down, Ben. You can interject as you see fit. Uh, Clark's predicted goalkeepers, Marshall, Gordon, McLaughlin. Yep. Yep. Agree. Yep. Okay. Projected centre-halves, I think that we all have it bang on. Tierney, Hanley, Hendry, Gallagher, Cooper, McKenna. Does anyone think that Clark will throw a surprise in? Nope. Not a centre-back. No, I don't think so. Can't see it. Okay. Full-backs, uh, there's a change from my plane. I have Liam Palmer in the projected uh, projected 26 for Steve Clark. So that's O'Donnell, Palmer, Robertson, Taylor. Yep. I think, I think that's what, what Clark would go with, yeah. So we think that Nathan Patterson won't be included and that Palmer will get the chance to go as the understudy right wing back. I would disagree with that. I think Patterson will get the call. I think Clark must have seen him in action the second half of this season. And for me, I don't think you can argue that Palmer has played at a better level or played better than Patterson. I hope he does. I do. I do for all, for all the reasons we discussed about the future and the development and potentially the getting that position for the next five years. I hope he does, but it would still be something of a shock, I think, to see Nathan Patterson in the squad on Wednesday. I agree. I think the the loyalty badge that Clark likes to wear on his lapel um, kind of will uh, suit Liam Palmer, despite the prominence and the emergence of Nathan Patterson. Uh, I am making one change. From my plane to Steve Clark's projected midfield, out goes Gold, who I am convinced has no chance of being in. And yep. in, clum, in, in comes John Fleck. He wasn't on my plane. I think he'll be on Steve Clark's. Yep, agreed. So agreed. Yeah. I think Fleck is the sensible choice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, can, I could easily have my arm twisted. If you guys spoke to me for 15 minutes after this podcast, I could easily be of the opinion that, yeah, Fleck would be on the plane rather than, than Gold. But um, Gold's on mine, but I think that the projected 11, eh, sorry, the projected midfield in the 26, McTominay, McGregor, McGinn, Armstrong, Fleck, Christie, Turnbull and Gilmore, the new additions. I, I am convinced, 100% convinced, Billy Gilmore will be with the European Championship squad. I hope so. Yeah, I agree. I think the level that he's playing at again, it's hard to hard to argue against it. Uh, and the strikers, for, uh, Shea Adams will be there. So the projected strikers for Steve Clark's squad: Shea Adams, Lyndon Dykes, Ryan Fraser, Kevin Nisbet, and I was torn with this one, Ben, before you mentioned them. Um, Patterson or Forrest? I've got Forrest there. But again, I think it could be a toss-up with him or Patterson and maybe Nisbet thrown in for a three-way toss-up. Um, I've got, in the projected 11, Forrest and Nisbet and Patterson out. Would anyone like to advance on that? Well, I think I've, I've nailed my colours to Callum Patterson's mast, so I, I think I just think it, it all kind of adds up for me with Patterson. The experience, as Gordon says, the character... Um, and the fact that there's no real step in for Dykes, um, no no definite like for like. Yeah, I must say I must say I didn't really consider Callum Patterson up until this call. But the more you guys speak, the more I can see that actually being a really logical thing to do in the squad. So I wouldn't be surprised now to see 
Patterson in the squad on, on Wednesday. At the expense of Forrest? Nisbet? Or well, Forrest would make more sense. I think... I think Patterson can play wide. So if you were looking at Forrest as like a wide option, well, Patterson can also play wide. I know it's not his probably best position, but he certainly could fill in there. Because at the end of the day, these are players that are going to be fill-ins. You know, they're not going to start. Yeah. You you look like you're quite anguished here, Gordon. No, I'm just... Uh, God, I, I, when I was... I think his stag was... is catching up with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Um no, I don't know. Just when I was when I was pulling this together, I, it all seemed so simple. When I was putting it together, because so I thought, you know, twenty six men, we've got three extra positions. McLean's out, uh, Jack's out. It all seems so simple, and now all of a sudden, it really doesn't seem simple anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm lost. <laughs> That's I'm, why I'm, Clark I'm, gets paid the big bucks. Oh, he can make I this know. decision. <laughs> well, I I will I'll stick with my instinct for Clark's projected strikers then, uh, and go with Adams Dykes. Fraser, Forrest, Nisbet, which is the same as is on my plane. Um, I think that Shankland won't make it. I don't think Griffiths will make it. Uh, Patterson could well make it. I don't think he will. And Ollie Burke is another one that I think has just drifted away from the equation. Uh, McBurney's obviously injured with the broken metatarsal. Uh, uh, Ollie Burke, he, he, a few people that are Kind of not involved in the Scotland setup, but have been in the past or recently suggested to me that Ollie Burke would be a shoe in. And this was before the 26 man or the three man extension to 26 players was announced. They all thought that Ollie Burke would be a shoe in because of his pace and power. Uh, I don't think that that is going to be the case. I, I can't see Ollie Burke being taken to the Euros, guys. Yeah, I just did a little bit of. Looking into, I think he's played 32 games in the Premier League and the FA Cup this season. Um, and as you say, he does he does offer something slightly different. I think he has that sort of electric pace that managers love, especially off the bench. You know, to have someone that you can throw on against the tiring defence, and he's a big physical presence as well. So I don't think that would be as big a shock. I I, I think he could actually be in the mix ahead of Forrest, for example. Yeah, well, exactly. If you look at the games that Forrest has played this season and you look at the games that Burke has played in the Premier League, it's quite hard to to argue that he's, you know, yeah. that Burke isn't, isn't a smarter option. And I, I guess, I guess, I mean, Burke could almost be the sort of compromise pick between uh, Forrest's speed playing out wide and Calm Patterson's battering ram abilities through the middle. I mean, Burke mm-hmm. could kind of bring both skill sets to the table kind of but but again like he's, he's never really shown it for Scotland I mean obviously he scored the winning goal in Clark's first game against Cyprus but since then has, has he ever done a great deal in a Scotland shirt not so sure uh, yeah well again I've gone um, from a minute ago saying I can't see Ollie Burke being taken to the Euros to now considering could he be taken <laughs> I think we need this, we all need this announcement yeah <laughs> we need the announcement to get this done so that we There's can going just to be some shocks. there will there will definitely be some shocks we, we, I'm we, sure we, of that we must have learned by now never try and predict a Scotland 11 let alone a squad there's always but, but in fairness though I mean I think what we've shown through this the amount of names that we've got that are identical it does show how tight a unit this is I mean I think we're probably talking about 16 to 18 of the exact same names and really you're just colouring in in the margins so I mean that speaks to the consistency that Steve Clark's developed over the last 12-18 months so I think that's got to be seen as a good thing and if there are any shocks there's are not going to be shocks that are going to come in and break up that starting 11 because I think we're we're pretty clear on who the first choice 11 is unless it's Billy Gilmore guys I I'm not saying it's going to happen but he'll, he'll be in the squad I'm, yeah but I'm I'm not saying he's going to start against the Czech Republic, but it, it's possible, I think, with with McTominay, Gilmore, and McGinn. Well, we've got we've we've got two friendlies. That that is the best thing about this for me. That look, we will name the squad on Wednesday. We get the squad together, and then we've got two friendlies: one against the Netherlands, one against Luxembourg. What better time than ever to get a guy like Nathan Patterson, Billy Gilmore, into the team, into the starting eleven? 
play them and see how they go. Because we know what everyone else brings. We You, you know what Stephen O'Donnell does. You know what McTominay does. You know what McGregor does. So do they need to play in those games? Probably not. Well, how about when the school... We'll obviously do a podcast when the squad is announced uh, and you can shove Callum Patterson down our throats, Ben, when he's there on the list. Uh, and, and we can... <laughs> And we can maybe look at what then our ideal starting eleven would be for the Czech Republic game, given who's there and who isn't there. But it's it's, it's crazy to think that now, thirty six or so hours away from the the announcement, something like that, forty hours from the announcement. Yeah, I can't believe that we're we're about to for the first time in in my living memory anyway. Um, to and you guys are you're both thirty. Yeah. Yep. So it's not. I don't think you would really even oh, remember oh. the the nineteen. In what Yes, I don't think that you'll both really remember like the ninety-eight announcement, for example. No. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't uh, have a little list drawn up in pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, it's just it's so exciting to. To, to try to be to try to to figure out and estimate who is going to be going to a major tournament with Scotland, and it's been great fun doing this series. That the people have come and gone. For example, the boys that are now injured. We we all had Jack McLean on the plane. We probably had McBurney in the departure lounge. Billy Gilmore was booking a holiday. David Turnbull was by the phone. It's just been great to to see the way that the the graph, I suppose, would have gone up and down for some players. What would you call those things where it shows you a moving league table, and um, where the it's the line going up and down, up and down, and then someone will fly to the top and back down. You must have seen them on Twitter, yeah. those sort of things. Uh, but it'd be great to to get one of them done for the for the on the plane series, and we could see who's come from nowhere, really. Um, no, but it, yeah, it's so exciting. Great, great fun doing this on the plane, and we'll conclude it on Wednesday when we find out who actually literally will be going to the Euros. I was going to say who literally will be on the plane, but of course there there won't be. A plane, although maybe there, there will be if they're flying up from Darlington with the training. From Middlesbrough, yeah, Middlesbrough. yeah it's so Middlesbrough training. They, there probably will be a plane, so so yeah, we're we're, we're not too far off. Um, yeah, so let's come back on Wednesday, and we'll we'll put all this to bed, and we can start looking forward to the people that will be on the pitch rather than in the squad. Fantastic. We'll speak soon, guys. All right, cheers, guys. Podcast Network.